Welcome to FinTech Brews and News, brought to you by Central Payments and Falls FinTech. I'm Nikki Rohde. And I'm Trent Sorby. Founders, co-founders, payments professionals, and, well, just people who love brews. This is a place to get a behind-the-scenes look at unique partnerships and ways to bridge the financial gap between banking, startups, and the entire fintech industry. Whether it's a beer, or coffee, or something else, there's certain to be a brew in every episode. After all, how do we function in this space without it? Each episode, you're sure to take away some good stuff going on in the financial technology space. So without further ado, let's grab a brew. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of FinTech Brews and News. Uh, I'm Nikki Rohde. And I'm Trent Sorby. And we have a special guest with us here today, good friend George Sider from MasterCard. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, George. Thank yeah, you. Very glad you're here. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do at MasterCard, and maybe some backdrop. Sure. Yeah, so I've uh, been with MasterCard for about four years. I am the Vice President of Account Management, and my team is responsible for our U.S. Program Manager relationships. Been in the payment space since 2008. Um, Launched a gift card program a couple months later. They said, have you ever done anything in prepaid or debit? I said, no. And uh, they said, well, now you're going to run North America. So that was fun. Look at and, that. And <laughs> uh, did some work in the UK. Uh, been in, the, uh, in that space for about 10 years. And then uh, MasterCard came calling in about 2018. That's something. Isn't it crazy when you look at 2008 to where we're at today in 2021? So incredibly much has changed in Absolutely. that short order. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It was um, back then you were just happy that the mag stripe worked and uh -huh. that, you know, you could get card plastic produced and you got a network logo on the front of the card and you were good to go. And now it's uh, that's just the basic uh, entry now. So. Table stakes. for Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, what is uh, what's what's going on with MasterCard? What are some of the things that you guys are working on? What's new? What's emerging? Yeah, so uh, trying to keep up with all of our acquisitions, that's always fun, but it's a great opportunity. We've always uh, made some really strong acquisitions more recently, uh, acquired a company called Ikata um, that is more in the um, ID uh, verification space, uh, more on the digital side, and uh, also Finicity, which is a big one for us in the open banking space. So we're doing a lot in open banking these days, trying to help our partners in the open banking space. Um, it's really complemented our suite of offerings and, uh, you know, really helped to kind of round out what we can do to be a, a strategic partner. Is that, do you think that acquisition around Finicity is really MasterCard seeing where we're going in the U.S. around open banking and just sort of seeing the future and knowing that you have to be there just like we have to be there? Absolutely, Trent. I think it's, you know, we looked at what open banking is meant to Europe and a lot of other international areas and, and said, you know, we have to get there in the U.S., the U.S. has to kind of catch up, you know, whether it's EMV and contactless or open banking. The U.S. is usually a few steps behind there. And I think, you know, we looked at companies like Plaid and, and Finicity and said, you know, who is the right partner for us? Mm -hmm. And because of the uh, consumer permission data uh, approach that Finicity takes, it made a lot of sense for us to acquire them. So it's been a great acquisition. They've integrated well, and it, it really complements what we bring to our customers. And I think that goes to show you know, let rewind again to 2008, as long as the mag works, you think about MasterCard and you think about the the card brand network, the end. But now, and, and maybe even back then, but unbeknownst to a lot of people, but now MasterCard is so much more. It's not just a card network. Um, you've got all these different um, 
partners and players and really an embedded solution that helps fast forward people to the industry, which yeah. in my mind's eye is exactly where um, we fit in strategically uh, so well with you guys. So yeah. yeah. Um, Talk about the uh, introduction, the first time that you even met Trent and I, um, maybe at Money 2020 in Vegas, a couple of years ago, and that wh wh what was that like? Absolutely. So uh, my first introduction to, to your ecosystem was probably back in, in 18 after I joined, and uh, my predecessor was trying to explain to me what you guys did. And he's like, look, they're not just an issuer. You know, they're, they're based in Sioux Falls but they're also a program manager. And I was like, oh, that's really unique. In, in the 10 years I've been in the space, I haven't seen someone do both. And he's like, oh, and by the way, they run a FinTech accelerator. I'm like, really? So tell me more. And at the time I wasn't actually responsible for the relationship, but within, I wanna say six or eight months, uh, you know, I was approached and basically said, look, we're gonna give you a larger remit. And part of that is the central payments relationship. And it was, you know, we were kind of figuring out who was going to manage what. And I said, no, I definitely want that because I've never seen anything like it. Plus, you love Sioux Falls. Absolutely. I mean, it's my third who trip this year. I know. Yeah. I know. You're a regular. I am. Yeah. But it was it was the opportunity to work with such a unique partner, I think, that really uh, drew me to the relationship and wanted me to, you know, I wanted to find out more. Yeah. I mean, I think the way we look at our all of our network relationships is, you know, we're, we're always trying to understand. Um, all the things we can tap into there that, you know, to, to really augment our business. And I think MasterCard, um, you're a great example of, you know, like Nikki said, you think about the card brand, you think about acceptance at the point of sale, but it's a lot deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we love calling you up and saying, hey, George, here's what we're trying to solve for. You know, can MasterCard help here, here, or here? And inevitably you're like, oh yeah, we've we've got assets here that do this and assets here that do this, and we can help you on this and this and this. So. I mean, the, the collaboration we have with MasterCard um, is incredibly value for, valuable for us. No, we love to hear that. I, I think that, you know, historically it's always been about leveraging our rails and acceptance, but MasterCard has put a huge emphasis over the last 10 years. Um, Ajay really led that charge to say we are much more than just a payment uh, network. And a lot of that has been, how do we work with our partners and embed our assets? So we're working with you directly on send integration right now for disbursements. Um, we're looking at bill pay solutions. We're looking to kind of build out this whole Money Connects uh, solution so that you can bring that to your partners and enhance your platform. And what is so great is we can come to you and say, what do you need to enhance your platform? Here are the assets we can bring to bear. And it's, it's always a really fun conversation and we keep Eric and the team very busy. Well, and I think that the value add too is the, the, the more places we can go, excuse me, the fewer places we actually can go to get all the services we need, the easier it is for us to stay as vertically integrated as possible. Yeah. And and you're right, as as we think about the way money moves today, you know, I've always said like we're not in the we're not in a position to try to guess what the consumer wants. We have to we know we have to come to the table with really every form of money movement consumers might find attractive and be prepared to offer that. Yeah. And you know, the the more we tap into what's available at MasterCard, mm -hmm. you know, that that's it's incredibly beneficial for us. Yeah, no, it's been a fantastic partnership and it's been one where, you know, we can basically look at your needs, look at what your customers are looking for and then help you deliver on that. So it's been an incredible like synergistic partnership where we can say, yes, we can actually help you there and here's how. Something that was new to me uh, about two years ago is the data and services arm of MasterCard. I don't think a lot of people know what that is or about the services that you guys offer. Would you give a little bit more information about that? 
Yeah, when people ask me about that, the best way I can describe it is it, it's really uh, an internal consultancy within MasterCard. And it started out as more traditional consultancy. When I was actually on the customer side, and when I say customer side, I was a network customer. Mm -hmm. um, I started working with MasterCard as a customer back in like 2012, 2013. And one of the first things I got exposed to was what we called back then advisors and is now called data and services. And we were looking to launch an EMV and contactless prepaid card in Canada and then about a year later in the US, which was kind of ahead of its time back then. And we were really reluctant uh, to do it because of the costs and the associated, um, I, I would say, just you know, experiment that it was gonna be. We just weren't sure if we were ready for it. And we did an exhaustive engagement with the advisors group six months around, you know, what is the ROI? What does the customer expect in a payment device? Yeah. And you know, will this resonate enough to justify the investment? And we came out of that feeling very confident and we went ahead and subsequently launched EMV and Contactless in Canada and then did it a year later in the US and it was the right thing to do, but we made an informed decision. And so what data and services has evolved into is helping our customers make informed decisions, whether it's a market landscape, a competitive landscape, understanding uh, their value proposition, or trying to figure out you know, the evolution of their company strategically. So there's a lot that we can offer there. When we met going back to 2018, and it was, it was the very following year in 19 that we started to um, really explore the accelerator idea. Mm -hmm. And that came to be very, very quickly. Um, so one of the first things we thought of is, okay, this is going to be quite the undertaking. We've got our why we want to do this, but how we're going to do this is going to be a little bit more challenging. And so um, it, was, it was a no-brainer for us to go, who would join forces with us? Who would help put legs under this, not only from kind of a, a sponsorship standpoint, but also, and very meaningfully, a content standpoint. And so um, you've always been a huge champion of what we're doing here at Falls Fintech. Why was, why was um, MasterCard saying yes to being at the table with Falls Fintech an important move for you? I think it was an incredibly important move. You know, we have a program called Start Path where we do support, uh, support, you know, I would say fairly mature startups kind of internationally. I think obviously the pandemic changed a lot of our approach to Start Path, but we've had a, a labs team that is focused on innovation and, and the fintech community. And so I thought we were really well uh, suited to, to support you there. And again, I just go back to the ecosystem that you guys created and saying, you know, we looked at that and said, you know, this is a, an issuer that is also a program manager that has a fintech accelerator. Like we have to be involved in that and we want to sponsor and we want to be actively involved. And, and so I think, you know, when I speak to customers uh, in the industry and I speak to a lot of them, you know, you guys come up a lot and I mean a lot. And it is because the uniqueness of the offering, but also the ability to say to a customer, we can offer you a, a fully baked solution, essentially, without you having to go to different partners in the ecosystem and manage different relationships. It's all here. And so not only, you know, I always tell people, not only do they have a really strong uh, professional team, but they've got like essentially like a, for lack of a better term, a minor league team or a development uh, team that is coming up through Falls Fintech mm -hmm. where we can get access to these startups be before they become, you know, uh, you know, wildly successful and, and larger companies. And it's great to, to establish those relationships so early on. Which is exactly the bet that we made, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, I we're trying, do, yeah. you know, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to solve for the same challenge, I think, in many respects. We see opportunity and we see cutting edge ways in which people are solving for payments challenges. And 
the challenge we had, and I'm, I'm going to guess the same challenge MasterCard has, is, okay, are they ready yet? Where, where mm -hmm. can we put them to sort of bring them up through? Because we're so excited about the problem they're solving. That's right. Um, it just takes a little time. And where can we put them where they have an opportunity to learn and they have an opportunity to continue to mature as a company um, and grow out their business, test ideas, and you know it, that's that's the beauty. When when we reached out to Mastercard right away and we said, "Hey, we think we're going to do this, and we'd love to have you involved," I think it was just really because I think you were trying to solve for the same challenges we Absolutely. were. Absolutely, yeah. I think one of the hardest things is where you place your bets, right? And I think for us, it's you know we had developed a system that you know we identified kind of a criteria for what we were looking for, and I think you guys went through that as well is mm -hmm. what you're looking for and what necessarily doesn't make sense for you know what you're trying to develop and. One of the things I enjoy more than anything is, and, and it's one of the big reasons I've, you know, other than, you know, always spending time with you guys, but the three times I've been here, it's about sitting down with these startups and just like going through their experience and the roller coaster and like, you know, working on their pitches and, and you know, all the things that they're learning and how you guys help them. It's kind of watching it live. It's almost like being behind the glass and just watching an experiment. And it's fascinating to me because they put all their passion and their heart into it. Mm -hmm. And they've got some really amazing ideas. One thing I keep hearing from founders time and time again is how fragmented the United States payment systems are yeah. in spirit of finding all the different roles and people and where do they start? Some people call MasterCard and say, hey, I've got a really great idea. I want to do this app and move some money in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And and MasterCard will say, great, uh, try this angle. Or they call us, used to call us back in the day, we're like, yeah, I love what you're doing, but you're just too early. Or they call a processor or they talk to, you know, a local congressman or whomever, whatever angle they want to take. And what I constantly hear is breaking through to get to the right somebody yeah. is incredibly challenging and time consuming. And so it's really great to be able to to have everything, be that point of entry and really kind of lift up the hood and say, here's the access that you need, so to speak. And MasterCard's a critical, critical part of that because your offering is so strong, so. Yeah, I think what we try to bring to the table is just some insights and some expertise that, um, you know, to your point, they would have a really hard time finding on their own, you know, and through our partnership, we like to come to them and say, you know, here are some of the things that we want to make sure you're aware of. Here are some of the assets you should be thinking about that you can leverage through our collective partnership. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also nice that, you know, you guys do such a good job of kind of helping them refine, refine and polish their approach to the point where, you know, I watched some of these startups when they come through in like week one and then by the graduation, by demo day, I mean, they've come such a long way. And they're really, it makes our job easier because then we can sell them internally as, as a partner as well through the relationship we have with Central Payments and Plus Fintech. They look at access to you and the rest of the folks at MasterCard is so critically important. Um, and, and the timing couldn't be better because they're, they're thinking, you know, it's not a big lump of clay. I think I say that once in a while. They have some ideas, but mm -hmm. it's just it just it takes a little more maturity and a little more a little more um, thought and a little more consideration and having access to experts um, because it's not just George they deal with. That's I mean, right. tell them about all the folks from Mastercard that that spend time with the cohort. Well, I think 
honestly, George mentioned labs and that one pops to mind um, because once again, another arm of MasterCard that I didn't know anything about. Labs is a service. Um, John Quinn yeah. kind of heads that that up, at least he, he does for us. And he flew from Dublin, Ireland to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to spend time with this cohort to whiteboard together and walk through product market fit, business model canvassing, uh, a live interactive workshop to be able to take this, this lump of clay and go, all right, so now you have your ideal customer profile. How is that actually going to manifest itself in the market? And I'll tell you, George, that absolutely is always a top hitter when we kind of look at uh, the best sessions of, of the cohort. And so that was remarkable. Um, in addition, data and services, they have everything from cybersecurity to uh, different compliance avenues, um, performance, financial management mm -hmm. expertise. And these people just carve out literal office hours to talk one-on-one -on -one with the companies and also do formal presentations that say, here's what you need to know. This is why this is important. And so False Fintech has always had this tagline from the genesis of real substance, real connections and real opportunity. And you guys are so critical in that substance part because your experts really are, are just that. They bring so much value and expertise to the table. Yeah, no, we appreciate that. And, and I would, again, with the unique view of having been a customer before joining MasterCard, I, I had the same reaction was that I can't believe I get access to so many different experts within the payment space. And I didn't realize before joining, or, or you know, as when I was a customer, how many different assets I, you know, they had available. You know, and one of the things that I love talking about is our cyber and intelligence solutions. You know, we not only can we help you, you know, with that transaction, but to secure that transaction, which as everything moves digital has become so important. You know, we've got solutions like New Data, where it's literally, you know, reading your biometrics as you interact with your device to make sure you are who you say you are. So and then we've got like, you know, standard tools like Fraud Rules Manager that helps people to manage their or companies to manage their ICAs and their bins to make sure that they're, you know, looking for, you know, bin attacks or any kind of external threats. So, it's we try to bring as much to the table, kind of beyond just the rails. And I think one of the things that lends. Um, so nicely is that when those services come from MasterCard and it comes behind that brand, it one of the things we everybody struggles with in this space is getting consumers comfortable with the degree of information that now is flowing around out there. Mm -hmm. For them to feel comfortable that hey, it's coming behind the brand, it's coming behind the logo. Um, it just lends. It makes our job so much easier when they say, ah, yeah, it's part of it's part of what I'm doing to facilitate transaction, and I see MasterCard. And I'm comfortable at That's that point. Right. And, and trust is so important. It is. When you talked about um, these founders and kind of learning a lot and, and this experiment, if you will, of, of people watching from behind the scenes, you know, people often will ask, what's the next thing? What's cutting edge? What's coming up? And, you know, you can read articles for days and you can get different opinions from very smart people who are watching trends. Um, but oh, I thought you said Trent. Not tr No, <laughs> nobody's watching Trent. Gosh, you can learn a lot from watching Trent. Drink your coffee. <laughs> the so, but the truth is, on on the false fintech side, is we don't know exactly what's next, and that's why we've opted to keep our verticals wide open and let the market pitch to us uh, every time we accept applications. It's less about hey, we're looking for someone to solve X problem because we think that creates some kind of an unintentional myopia where we carve out what we don't know is around the corner. And so False Fintech's been really fun to um, look for people that are solving real pain points. Mm -hmm. Some of them are what you would think of as um, 
legacy things, just using technology in a new way to solve that same pain well, point? It's, it, I always, I was saying this yesterday, we learn things. We're bringing companies in because we want to learn from them. There are new things in payments that, you know, somebody that's been around as long as Nikki has. Easy, um, easy. <laughs> there are new things in payments all the time that we need to learn. And, you know, sometimes you can't just jump into something and bring it to market. You, you have to kind of understand it better. And so I always talk about some of the companies that come through because we put them in there because we wanted to learn from them at the same time. Sure. And MasterCard's a great example of, you know, we'll call George all the time and say, what are you seeing around this? What are you seeing around this? Because we're always trying to stay one step ahead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just one of the many benefits. Now, there's definitely a multi-pronged approach to kind of, again, why Falls Fintech is such an important strategic initiative for us. But um, that, that's absolutely one of So, them. George, in, in, in light of that, what, what, does, what, what are you seeing out there that, you know, not only, you know, of course, I'll find interesting and so will Nikki, but the whole audience, what, what's the next thing that MasterCard sees like, okay, we, we have to be prepared for this, whatever this happens to be. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a, a great segue to uh, where we're putting a ton of focus right now, which is what we're calling our multi-rail strategy. So I, I think that over the last three years, you know, we, we've come to the, the realization that it's the payments industry, the technology industry is evolving so quickly that it's much more than just cards. Mm -hmm. And so we're working actively on how we can, you know, easy uh, move money easier for for consumers and for cardholders. And a lot of that is through send, you know, through enhancements that we've made through acquisitions, um, to, you know, to to take ACH to the next level where they've kind of already done in Europe, and we're trying to replicate now in the U.S. So a big part of the future of Mastercard strategy is around multi-rail. It's not just the card payment rails. It's now through um, enhancing ACH, uh, doing things more real time to move those funds. And figuring out a way to fit into that ecosystem, we always have this conversation, you know, do we partner, do we build, or do we buy, right? And I think every company does that. But for us, it's been, you know, what can we do to partner? That seems like it's always kind of the first thing we want to do. And, you know, if we want to build it ourselves, that's great, and or build it with a partner, or do we just make an acquisition because we don't have the capability in-house? But, you know, if you hear from our CEO, Michael Meebach, all he wants to talk about these days, which is great, is multi-rail strategy and what it means for the future of MasterCard. And I, you know what, I, that is, um, you know, I will echo that. Uh, you know, and we look at the, our mantra around here is technology, charter, and choice. And as we think about the technology aspect, I, I was speaking at a conference earlier this week and I said, look, I don't know. I don't know which one which one of these rails is going to survive long-term. Right. What I do know is I need to access all of them. Uh -huh. Whether I own the rail, I'm leasing the rail, I'm borrowing the rail, I just know I have to have as many rails as possible uh -huh. because I don't know what consumer is going to want. And you know, I think that's where this whole thing is heading long-term, um, is really understanding what our multi-rail strategy is. Yeah, and we've learned a lot from you, you know, as a partner because you, you know, you're, you're doing your own one-to-many approach where you're bringing in all these new customers and figuring out how to support them. And so a lot of our learnings and where we want to put our resources are based on the demand that you get from your customers. Um, and that translates to us where we say, okay, you know, we were talking about maybe one or two use cases for Send as an example, like eight, 10 months ago. And now I think we're up to like five or seven at this point. We've implemented, you know, three already and we're on to the next, you know, few use cases. But you know, every time we talk to Gretel and the folks on and Eric on the op side, it's like, well, great that we've got these integrated. We've got three more new use cases, you know, based on these customer needs. And it, it really, um, one, it keeps us, you know, moving in the right direction with you as a partner. But two, it, it brings that sense of urgency around how we can support. And it just changes so rapidly. That's the thing that when I think about 
partner, build, or buy. I feel like a few years ago, it was always, always build. Yeah. Always build whenever you can. And um, partner next and buy if you have to. And now it seems to shuffle around a little bit where it's partner first. Mm -hmm. um, Technology is moving so fast and people have, um, I think last number I saw was 5,286 new fintechs popped up last year in the United States. No, true. I mean, they do say that you were just sticking 5,286. No, I put in a presentation. When it's that precise, yeah, I, I believed it. It's I was bananas. like, that's right on. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> Drink your coffee. Uh, but the uh, it's wild how many new fintechs pop up. And so something we're doing on the false fintech side of the house is not just um, scaling back to 10 companies a year, but really looking at opportunities that allow us to serve more because um, we, we don't want to miss out on opportunities, but we obviously don't have the capacity to serve all of them or yeah. many of them. But, um, you know, there's, there's so many new ones and technology is just moving like crazy. And I think APIs have changed a lot as well. You know, it, it enhances that partner aspect or that approach because it's essentially like, look, it's just an API call, right? right. So if you can, so you can leverage really those APIs, mm -hmm. you know, then, then it, it's not about building something. It's about leveraging what you already have and, and you know, partnering with someone that says, okay, I, I, we can work on that together quickly um, versus trying to build out something brand new. So I think that's really changed the game. For us, we think about our API strategy. And, you know, if you, if you can't build it in a weekend, we've made it too complex. Mm -hmm. Like everything we do is like, can you do that in a weekend? Yep, with, a, with talented people, you could code to that in a weekend. Perfect, that works for us then. Yeah, yeah, it's become, and it's funny you said the weekend because I feel like even a couple of years ago, it was like this two week challenge. Yeah, we can iterate in two weeks. We can stand that up in two weeks. And it's now it's like down to a weekend, it seems like. So yeah. it's really moved. One of the things that we spend a lot of time talking about fintechs and new ideas, but one of the things I've been really focused on lately is how can we embed financial services inside of established companies that are thinking about, okay, my core product isn't a financial product. It is you know, some other tangible good, mm -hmm. but I need a way to embed a payment solution inside of that. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that really excites me is the way in which companies that you, know, you don't think of as a financial services company, but they realize that, look, I have a great connection with a consumer, so I should be driving some sort of financial product, either to facilitate the sale of my product or because I think this consumer... I, I've built up so much loyalty with this consumer, I think that they're really going to be interested in a financial product from yeah. me. So I, we spend a lot of time talking about the next new thing, but what, what also, I, and I don't think we should lose sight of it, is like the new things that are happening inside of non-financial companies, mm -hmm. um, to me, that's really exciting right now. It's been such a big part of our growth over the last few years. You know, you, you think about how many financial institutions or traditional processors and folks in the payment space you can work with, and after a while, you know, it sounds funny, but you've kind of tapped into a good majority of them. I think what we've seen more recently is, you know, when we launched the Apple card, it was a direct partnership with Goldman where, you know, that's not their their lane, but essentially they said, we want to operate in that lane. We know we can, and we help them get there. And I think it's the same with what you're probably seeing in your BD pipeline is that you're now getting these companies that are not necessarily in the payment space, but they've got a brand, you know, look at Ceridian as an example. They, okay. They've been a Great leader in the payroll space. And they've said, you know what, we know we can do a lot with a card program. And they're, they're obviously demonstrating that, you know, post-launch. Um, but that's a perfect example where they come and say, look, not our area of expertise, but we want to play in that space and we know we'll be successful and we can help them get there. And you're pulling that thread one step further. And let's just take the Ceridian example. 
you know, when they came to us, they said, look, we need a financial product. It makes sense for us to have a financial product, but we, the last thing we want to do is go put all yeah. the pieces and the parts mm -hmm. together, right? Mm -hmm. So they came to us and said, look, I, I really am looking for that, that sort of one-stop shop, if mm -hmm. you will. And that's why that partnership works so well. And that's why we're trying to always emulate more of those because these big companies, they don't desire to be a program manager right. in many cases. Or even a payments company. Right, exactly. Yeah. They, they want to focus on their core their core business, whatever that happens to be, but they need a financial product and they, and they don't want to have to put all the pieces and the parts together all yeah, the time. That's right. They've got this powerful brand that they know will resonate. They just don't know how to get there from a payments perspective and they look to us to say, how do we you know work together to get there? Yeah, that's exactly right. I uh, absolutely loved this conversation. Very, very good, um, fruitful to kind of navigate all the different things that you guys are doing and, and how it works strategically uh, with us. So George, thank you so much for your insights. And thank you for your support too. I mean, Absolutely. MasterCard is so important to our growth and uh, you know we couldn't ask for a better relationship. No, we really appreciate that. We love the partnership. We love working with you guys. Um, I think we've developed such a good relationship over the last few years. Again, I, I'll say it just because I, I, it's such a unique ecosystem that you've created, and we're just very proud to be a part of it. Again, George, thank you so much for your time um, joining us here at FinTech Brews. Uh, for those of you that may be just watching this for the first time, um, go out to our socials, um, download uh, the podcast, and you know enjoy, enjoy this conversation we have uh, with folks like George from MasterCard. So thank you again. Until next time. There you have it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FinTech Brews and News. Keep up with all the content and cool stuff happening at Falls Fintech and Central Payments by checking out our website, our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. I'm Nikki Rohde. And I'm Trent Sorby. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.